When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for uh, checking out this series, and especially if you're a subscriber. If you're not, go ahead and hit that subscribe button before we get started. It's an interview series that allows you to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. Brand new interviews delivered every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so find us at all the major spots. Spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I'm going to be talking with Leanne LaHavis. She's got her new record, the self-titled LP that she calls her truest self. That's for uh, her taking back a lot of artistic control, and she's going to be telling us all about that, uh, writing with her uh, writing partner, Matt Hales. Now, this is also her first album in like five years, so we're going to talk about the way a song's meaning changes 
when written over a long period of time. She's also been covering Radiohead's Weird Fishes uh, throughout the years, and it's finally got its own studio version on this album. So within a concept album, I want to know what it says within that concept, being the lone cover in the track list. Along with that, we'll hear about the importance of mood, taking some inspiration from the 70s, and much more. Let's get into it. It's Kyle Meredith with Leanne Lahavas. I'll start off with the compliments because you knocked it out of the park with this record. It's so good. And we have not been able to stop listening to it around here. You've said a lot of things about this record. And one of the things I think that jumps out right away is you've called this your truest album um, for having the control that you've had going into this one that maybe wasn't there before. Yeah. What What did you have to change about your process to get here? Was it, was it a different way of actually writing or just a different way of approaching the, uh, the recording process? It's a few things. So I guess I had never really settled into any particular way of writing um, because for me, everything seemed to always be happening so fast and I was going along with loads of things and found myself in lots of different situations where it was just because I was going along with things and I was a lot younger and I'd just been signed and, you know, people just kind of told me I could sing. So then that automatically meant that I've got to go and co-write with loads of strangers and make a hit song in a day and all these things. And I was thinking, this is totally weird, but I'll do it, you know, because I'd like to be a singer. So over the years, basically, I realized that I didn't want to do things that way. And I realized I'd rather that I wanted to, I think that I can get the most out of myself when I feel really comfortable in a situation. So for me, that meant to work with people that I know and love already. So I've got the previous process to thank for me meeting the people I know and love. And also having the confidence to reach out to people myself that I didn't know necessarily, but I, you know, had established myself somewhat by the point where I was making the third album. So I thought, you know what, I could just reach out on Instagram or Twitter or something to work with people that I want to work with. So so I started to write in a kind of more relaxed way where it actually felt pleasurable, didn't feel like I was doing it as a job, didn't feel like it was work, and I'm working with my friends. And so I think that's the main difference is that I was doing it when I wanted to do it with the people I wanted to do it with. Because it's supposed to be fun. It's not, it's you know, be, yeah. we work in the toy store. We work in the toy, toy department here. So it's... Exactly. You don't want to take the fun out of something so phenomenal as writing music and making stuff and doing that it just should feel pleasurable you know and still though to be you know tackling heavy subjects within your own life like you're as you told the story um it is a bit of a concept record in that it tells the arc of a a relationship that you had in the past you are still working with some co-writers as i I see in the credit and and as you say in p you know the difference is people that you know and trust here I'm always interested in that, though, because when you're talking, when you're trying to tell a story that is extremely personal to you, how much do you let in from someone else's opinion when you're writing with them? I mean, is that the part where you have to let go of part of your story or are they just giving more ideas? Yeah, never letting go of any part of my story ever again. (laughs) I have done that and it's always been like, I wish I could have done that bit the way I really wanted to do it. And then you don't regret it. You know, you don't you don't want to change anything because you did it the way you wanted to do it in the first place. However, I only write 
lyrics by myself or with one person and that's Matt Hales that's the only way I want to do it basically I've worked with him for almost a decade maybe over a decade now and we're like family and he knows everything about my life and I know everything about his we're very very close so he is the only like person it seems safe to share lyrics with other than that yeah I just do it myself and I'm writing music with other people I collaborate with you know different types of instrumentalists like everyone else that's worked on this album basically is either like a pianist a bass player a drummer or a producer so it's yeah more musical collaboration but definitely lyrics I can't do that anymore I think I always appreciate knowing that, especially when you're hearing something like that you've put out, that it really just comes from that specific point. Yes. And and then the other side of this, you know, to tell that story and knowing that you've recorded a lot of these songs over a a longer period of time than maybe, you know, you would have in the past or something. You know, I I think the number is five years between records for whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Did you ever notice if your perceptions of the past that you were writing about were changing in, in any way, like the way you viewed a specific moment one song was already changing before the song was completed? Yes, actually. It is, because some of the stuff, like I, the song I just thought of then was Please Don't Make Me Cry. That song was done in two sittings, let's say. The first part was the chorus that was written and the music was all written. And uh, where I was at when the chorus, chorus was written was very different to where I was at when the verses were written. So... It's like I had to have that time in between for the chorus to make sense. Mm. I remember thinking, like, because I did a version of it with that chorus before the verses you hear. I, I did a version with different lyrics. And it just wasn't right. It wasn't how I was feeling. And it wasn't, I tried to make it match exactly the chorus in a very literal way. But I had to, I had to change it because I didn't, the concept wasn't quite right. So it needed a few months in between for the concept to make sense. And then, yeah, I felt much better about it after I did that. So yeah, definitely all the songs I think in some way have evolved apart from one, which was written in like a day, which is seven times. That was all in the moment, which is why I think it's my favorite. It's a powerful moment on there. Um, Thanks. It does. It stands out. (laughs) And of course, one of the other moments of interest is right in the smack in the middle of the record, you actually use a cover uh, yeah. This amazing rendition of, uh, of Radiohead's Weird Fishes that okay. I know you've been doing for a little while. It's so mm-hmm. good. How, how does that fit in the story? Like, what does the song say within the set? The lyrics resonated with me a lot. I'm not certain what Tom York is talking about exactly, but the way it hit me was, you know, the idea of, the idea of sinking away into the abyss or escaping, you know, that feeling of, escape and having the chance to leave he said everybody leaves if they get the chance and this is my chance so for me that was like says it all then I don't need to write a breakup song (laughs) that's basically the point where that all happens and I didn't have to say it myself I could easily look to to Tom York to say it for me that so that's the pivot point that's that's where everything kind of changes right there yeah that's why it's in the middle the mood you get off, give off in that, like that song originally always had such a mood to it. And I think 
it's really difficult to add anything to a lot of covers, especially when you're talking about Radiohead to mm-hmm. something new to a song like that. I mean, that's that's sort of paramount right there. Yeah. How 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 important is mood for you in these moments? Is that part of the conversation? Mood is very important. I feel like that inspires you to write whatever you do end up writing. It's like the sound of it, the mood of it. Is, it takes you to that place in your brain where you can then articulate it in words. So I think this album particularly, I was able to have the space and the time to actually make stuff with feeling so that when I wrote on top of it, it wasn't like you're just writing on top of some music. It was like the music already had a personality and then I was just putting words to it. And there's, I mean, there's so many interesting variations in there because you do get the darkness of that. You get the little, I'm I'm forgetting the genre. I want to say samba guitar, but I don't think that's right. It's definitely almost that South American vibe to it on the guitar. Yeah, definitely. Some of my favorite music is from that part of the world. And you've talked a lot about even like uh, taking uh, inspiration from the 70s, which, you know, to each decade their own and everything. But I feel like that's not one that gets brought up a lot because because there is, I mean, what what do you take from that decade specifically? That, I mean, what's what's the vibe that you get that you like so, you know, to take? I like the, I just think it was a golden age of, or a golden era of recording. I think they reached an amazing point with the the equipment that was available to people and then it was still quite traditional though because you were using a lot of live bands still and you still needed live musicians but something about the advancement of the quality and tape and just you still got the intention and the the tangible feeling that it's live but then you've got this beautiful analog quality that's advanced at that point. And I just really loved that. I really wanted always, actually, my whole life to do a live album, you know. And whenever I would make stuff with a loop, you know, do those things that had looped beats and very, you know, produced and sampled type of things. I absolutely love that. But I always want to add real drums anyway. You know, I always want to keep something about it to chance and keep something less neat you know, like less on the grid. So so that's what I really wanted to capture for my own thing. And I think my, my style is always, I feel like I do a lot of songs that start off quiet and then they end loud. Or And I feel like you need live musicians to have the dynamic. Uh, I'll ask actually about the end of the record because yeah. as you, again, as you consider the entire story uh, that you're trying to tell and, and the arc of it, was it important to have a specific ending? And I want to say even beyond just for you, but for the character that we're hearing in the song for, for, for her to end up in, like, I think of it as a movie, you know, and you have the big Hollywood ending. That's a big happy ending, but maybe the indie movie, you know, it's sort of just kind of, you know, lets you have your own opinion, I guess. What was it for you? It's to be continued kind of ending. (laughs) It's definitely the end, but it's also conceptually I left the long bit at the end to signify not signify to illustrate or symbolize the ongoing work it takes to heal yourself or to you know walk away or to to have the self-care to continue to care for yourself so that's why I left it long at the end but interestingly as soon as I wrote that the music for that track I didn't even write the words yet like I knew it was going to be the last track 
I was like, this sounds like track 10. And I knew I wanted 10. And I was like, yep, this is the end. Because of where I was at in my head, I had walked away. Um, We didn't know that it was going to have a long jam section at the end until we did it live. And at that time, when we recorded it live, I realized I was still very much working on feeling better and working on myself. And I was... I was kind of in a state, I was up and down and I was like, it absolutely makes sense for this to be like an ongoing to be continued kind of ending, you know. If 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 you're always writing autobiographical, I, I suppose it's always in a way to be continued. Uh, exactly. In that sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to hear that track live myself. And I know we're probably a little ways away from everybody being able to do that in earnest. And uh, But yeah. uh, this definitely seems like the perfect record for that type of setting. So uh, mm-hmm. I know I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Leanne, thank you so much for the work you've done on this. And uh, thank you for the conversation today, too. Thank you. Yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you for asking about it and stuff. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> we'll see you. Bye. My thanks, Leanne Lahavis. The new self-titled record is out now. Thanks to you as well for checking out this episode. Uh, again, before you get out of here, I do hope if you enjoyed what you heard that you're going to hit that subscribe button. Uh, keep up with all your favorite artists. Discover some new ones. Know what's happening in the music world. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with. We'll bring you a brand new episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday after the that's head on over to wfpk.org that's where i do a show monday through friday at 6 p.m eastern it's an hour full of song premieres music news anniversary spins and bonus interviews again that's wfpk.org monday through friday at 6 p.m eastern consequence of sound has your music and film news you can find me on the social media spots as well at kyle meredith hope to see you following and liking along over there and that does it for another edition i'm kyle meredith i'll see you next time Consequence Podcast Network. I'm going to have a small glass of red wine. It's uh, wine time. I'm Lior Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.